Hi, it's Jess Fisher. You're listening to episode 12 of Iowa Chapman and the Last Dog, the educator's version, where we explore some of the science featured in the story. Keep listening to the end of this episode to hear me and Nate Dufort talk about dams with Professor of Coastal and Hydraulic Engineering and Practicing Engineer, Dr. Ewan Meester. Chapter 12, The Last Agent. Here we go. Let's get you out of the rain. Del carried Gideon along the ledge and off the Great Wall onto the shore. My hut is right on the side of the dam. The dam? Down we go. Onto the mattress. It's not soft, but... uh, Better than the bottom of the lake. Sleep it off, kid. Is Gideon... He took in some water, but his breathing sounds all right. I think he'll be okay. Thank you. Don't worry, I haven't forgotten about you, pal. (laughs) Hope you like beets. Grew them myself. He likes just about everything. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you do. Doggo, slow down. Don't worry about it. Plenty more where that came from. Let me find you something to dry off with. The smell of Dell's little hut brought memories rushing back. It felt like home. A home that didn't exist anymore. Again! Again! Again. She has such a beautiful she voice. Such a beautiful voice. Oh, she certainly does. Iowa? Iowa? Have some tea. I grow the leaves, too. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, thanks. How are you feeling? Better now. You call that wall a a dam? According to the signs, the ancients used to call it Hoover Dam. It holds the water back. Pretty much the only thing keeping the desert below from turning into a sea. Water walled off to the sand. The signs say it had big machinery inside it that helped it create power, but I would never go in there. It's not safe anymore. This hut is your safe house? That's right. Oh, I should have asked. Anyone following you? Uh, Regulators, maybe? There was a man who was following, but... I don't think he made it out of Las Vegas. You were in Las Vegas? Not for the auction. Yeah, my... Someone tried to sell Doggo. He would have fetched a pretty big price, that's for sure. How'd you get away? There was a fire. Gideon and I rescued Doggo and made it back to the boat. Huh. You're a lot tougher than you look, aren't you? I've heard that before. Well... If any of those nasty buggers survived, you can be sure they're still coming. Which means we need to leave first thing in the morning. Leave? I still got a long trip ahead of me. Oh. You thought you were here. That the wall led to Haven. No, no, I just... uh, The song. Oh, good. You know the song. Jump, jump, jump. From water walled off to the sand, all must fail, 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 for child and dog to cross the land. All must fail. Yeah, 
What does it mean? I think it means the other agents, the ones who came before us. But there's another verse. Another leg of the journey. The most difficult one. Here, read for yourself. The page missing from the librarian's book. The final verse. Uh, then soar, soar, soar at the world's end to fly. Two by two will enter haven, children of the earth, sea, and sky. Eagles, and whales, and people, and dogs. Where did you get this? It was here when I took over as an agent. Did you meet the agent before you? Many times. Last time I saw Dakota, she brought me a porcupine. <laughs> right before the regs got her. The agent before me was named Arizona. They got her too. All must fail, fail, fail. Yeah. So, th the last verse, th the last part of the journey. I don't know why I was chosen, but I try not to question it. Why you were chosen? You're the last one. I am. Child and dog. Still hungry, huh, pal? Here, give these almonds a try. You're really good with him. I've had some practice. You've seen dogs like him before? Oh, <laughs> well, this guy is one of a kind, but there were other animals. A raccoon, a cat, even had a deer once. But the pipeline dried up years ago. I've been here waiting, hoping. I, I was starting to wonder if anyone would ever come again. And now, here you are. You and Doggo. Here we are. This gives me hope, Iowa, that you and Gideon will go back and keep this work alive. Go back? To find more animals. Establish new safe houses, restart the chain, keep it moving while I take Doggo to Haven. Right. You're gonna love it there, pal. It's like a dream. A dream? <laughs> Sounds like the rain is stopping. I'm going to start gathering supplies for the trip. You two get some rest. We did it, Doggo. We did it. Gideon, you okay? I, I guess I am. How did we get here? His name is Delaware. He saved us. This is where he lives. Here, have some water. <coughs> I think I swallowed enough water. <coughs> Thanks. Is this Haven? No, there's another part of the journey. Del's leg. Del, then he's... Yeah, the final agent. He knows the way. He's the one who brings the animals to Haven. But what about the song, the prophecy? The song says child and dog. It's Del. He's the one. Not me. Oh, Iowa. I'm sorry. Don't be sorry. It's not about me. This was always about Doggo. Getting him to Haven. But, Iowa... I'm going to get some sleep. Doggo's got a big day ahead of him. Don't you, buddy? 
sleep tight, doggo. Soar, soar, soar at the world's end to fly. Two by two will enter haven. Doggo? We're up too, huh? Good. We can watch the last sunrise together. Come here, you. I'll scratch your ears the way you like. Fire-breathing regulators, giant insect swarms, exploding cannibals. We've been through a lot together, huh? The song says once you and Dell enter Haven, there will be animals of the earth, sea, and sky. They'll all come back. Will you come back too, Doggo? Sorry, you must still be hungry. How about some breakfast? Look what I got here. A tomato. Your favorite. Here you go. Just like the first time we met. What? You never say no to tomatoes. Why are you pushing it back? Oh. You want me to have it. How about we split it in half? <laughs> yeah. I love you too. I know. I'll never forget you. Ever. I promise. <gasps> hey! Oh, sorry. Are you... I I'm happy. <laughs> Today's the day Doggo goes to Haven. Are you sure those are happy tears? Here comes Delaware. Good news! Your boat washed up on the shore, and it's not in terrible shape. Gideon! Good to see you up and about. I'm Del. Hi, thanks for saving us. My pleasure. Morning, Iowa. How you doing there, Doggo? Got you a beat from the garden. <laughs> You have the supplies you need for the journey? Sure do. I carry most of it, but I've got this harness for Doggo to help with the rest. This way, he's got his own water supply. You want him to wear that? Made it myself. It should fit him fine. Easy, boy. Let me give you a hand. We just put this over his head and attach the straps. Hold still, Doggo. You want to make sure you have enough water. It gets really hot in the desert. You have no idea. How many days to... you know? It's about an eight-day walk to Haven, depending on the conditions. Out there, the sandstorms can last for weeks, but the harness keeps us tied together no matter what. Can I ask you a question? What does it mean to soar, soar, soar at the world's end? I'm... not really supposed to say, Iowa. Just in case you get caught, it's better that you don't know. But on my honor as an agent, I promise I will protect Doggo with my life. The stakes are too high for us to fail like the others. You hear that, Doggo? Dell is going to take good care of you. What's that smell? <coughs> Smoke. Oh no. Regulators! They must have tracked you from Las Vegas. There's still a few miles from here. 
but Doggo and I need to get going. The tunnel under my hut will take us down to the desert. You and Gideon, get back to the boat. What you were doing is too important to give up. There have to be more out there, like Doggo. Remember, rebuild the chain. Rebuild the chain. Do you want to say goodbye to Doggo? No, I... We, we already said our goodbyes. Okay, then. Off we go to Haven. Your parents would be proud of you, Iowa. I helped Del move his bed. He brushed aside some dirt to reveal the trap door. <sighs> All right, Doggo. Down we go. I watched them climb down into the tunnel and listened as long as I could. They're on their way. Help me move the bed back. Ella? Let's get back to the boat. Goodbye, Doggo. What a mess. At least it didn't sink to the bottom. Let's see if we can get the boat patched up and back in the water before the regulators get here. I don't smell the smoke anymore. Do you? Maybe they went a different direction. Come on, let's find the hole. It must be down here on this end, or it felt like we hit a big rock or something. Look, Gideon. Is that a a spike? A metal spike, right at the waterline. Where did that come from? Sticking out of the dam, maybe? That's a pretty big hole. How are we going to fix it? All we have left is the sack of Mama Bee's powder. Yeah, we're not using that to plug any holes. Maybe there's something inside the dam? Grab the torches and come on. Are you sure it's safe in there? The wall looks kind of crumbly. It's holding back a giant lake of water. I doubt we're going to make it collapse. Whoa. We stepped through the door and entered into a great hall filled with enormous round tubs. Wow. This place... It's huge. Look, these big sheets of metal. We can use them to fix the boat. Okay, let's grab one and get out of here. Hang on. Before we go... Oh. I've seen this look, but this isn't time for your collecting, Iowa. Just look around. What about it? Does it look dirty to you? Dusty? Do you see a bunch of cobwebs? No, I mean, it's big and weird, but clean. Come with me down these stairs. You don't know what's down there, and... Why does it matter that it's clean? It's probably nothing. It's just Dell said he'd never been in here. But this dam is hundreds of years old, right? At least. And there's a big hole in the ceiling up there. Goes all the way up to the top of the dam. So who's doing the dusting? I mean, it's not that clean. Look at the muddy footprints in front of that door. Footprints. Hydroelectric control room. Somebody's been in there.
I can't see anything. Hold your torch higher. Just a lot of shadows. Ah! Monster! I will. I saw a little monster! There! Right there! Here. <gasps> oh no. What? What is it? The monster? It's okay, Gideon. It's not a monster. It's an animal. But it's not moving. That's because it's not alive. It isn't? It looks so real. I think it is real. It's just... <gasps> stuffed. Mounted on this stand. See? Animalia? Chordata? Mammalia? Common name? Raccoon. A raccoon? It's been preserved somehow. Why? I don't know. Help me light the torches on the wall. It can't be. Iowa? They're... They can't hurt you, Gideon. They're not... alive. None of them are alive. They're all... animals. So many animals. What were they? That's a fox. And that one is a porcupine. And a deer. Look at that one. Are those wings? It says an eagle. Iowa? Is this Haven? No, Gideon. Haven is a place where animals live free. This is something very different. The last stand is empty. Hold your torch lower. What does it say? Anis lupus familiaris. <gasps> oh, Gideon. The stand is for a dog. You mean, you mean like... Del isn't taking Doggo to Haven. Oh no, Iowa. What does it mean? Fail, fail, fail for child and dog to cross the land, the, the dam. Iowa? Listen to me very carefully, Gideon. I want you to go back to the boat and find the sack of powder. Why? What are you going to do? I'm going to get Doggo back. Welcome to Iowa Chapman and the Last Dog, the educator's version, where we dig into the actual science behind the episodes of Iowa Chapman and the Last Dog. I'm Nate Dufort, who some of you may know from the shows Unspookable and Reach, a space podcast for kids. And with me, as always, from Gen Z Media and Six Minutes Rewind is Jess Fisher. Hey, hey, Jess. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this one's a doozy. Can you walk us through what the heck happened? If I can. Uh, in episode 12, The Last Agent, Iowa meets Dell, a.k.a. Delaware, who lives beside the Hoover Dam and claims to be the last agent of the animals. He'll take Doggo on the final leg of the journey to Haven. Turns out, Dell's a bit of a psycho with a collection of stuffed animals, and he wants Doggo to be next. I need to know from the listeners, is anyone Team Dell? Anyone? <laughs> 
I don't want to be your friend if you're Team Dell. This was a hard one for me to listen to because, you know, it's building up those trust issues. Mm. But we do have someone that we can trust with our safety, as I had a great conversation about dams with Professor of Coastal and Hydraulic Engineering and Practicing Engineer, Dr. Iwan Niester. So... Our characters find themselves at one of the largest and most famous dams in the world. But for our listeners that can't quite picture that, can you tell us what is a dam? So a dam is a structure that people have built since ancient times, thousands of years ago. The initial purpose of the dam was to retain water for irrigation or simply retain water for drinking in periods of drought. Dams in the past, thousands of years ago, were designed, it's improper said design, but they were bought and built out of mud, for example, or sand, or built of large pieces of wood. But over the years, people have developed new techniques, and they build them, for example, in the form of large brick uh, reinforcements, or using mortar and uh, sand or also using uh, simply stone cast with mortar. So the Romans uh, have built some dams, and there are, some of them are still standing. And uh, over the past 100 years, people have built dams in two different ways. One of them is using, again, various composite structures in the form of rubble mounds with some impermeable ore, in the form of a clay braces wall, or from using concrete. So that leads me to why are dams built? The purpose of the dam in the past was to save water for the communities, either for drinking or irrigation. Nowadays, the purpose of the dams is diverse. We can use them still for irrigation and drinking, but the dams are also built mainly to generate hydropower uh, energy. So it's actually to, to generate electricity. And they're also used to prevent communities from getting flooded by rivers during extreme rainfall events. So these are the four main purposes of dams. What are the engineering considerations for building safe dams that can withstand time and the elements? So as you can imagine, depending on the function that they have, dams need to be designed in a very safe way. And the reason for that is that they impound behind them a huge amount of water, huge volume of water. If dams wouldn't be safe, or if dams would breach torrents of water, thousands of, of uh, cubic yards of water would flow downstream and could flood and kill tens or hundreds or thousands of people, depending on the communities located downstream of the dam. This has happened in the past. First of all, the dams have to be impermeable. So we cannot allow water to penetrate, to go through the body of the dam. If they're made of concrete, we can have cracks and the water can penetrate through the cracks and the cracks can be enlarged and then suddenly we can have the dam being breached. If it's built, for instance, of rubble mount, of big boulders and um, clay core, they can also get penetrated by the water through the cracks and then we can have a subsequent breach of the dam with massive flood downstream. So dams have to be permanent. That's why in the rubble mount dams, we have a clay core. Clay does not allow the water to penetrate so easily. The second thing is that although the dams cannot be fully impermeable because the river that they stop to form this volume of water, it is continuous. So at one point, the water level behind the dam 
will reach a maximum level, the crest of the dam, let's say, or just below the crest of the dam. We cannot allow the water to go over the dam. So because of that, we need to build a special device incorporated in the body of the dam, something that we call a spillway. The spillway is a conveyance channel, is essentially a, uh, some sort of a, either a pipe or a channel that allows the water of the river or smaller quantities than the inflow of the river to be directed downstream of the dam. So this way, we can keep a certain water level that we decide to behind the dam and using the spillway or the pipeline, this conduit, we allow for the rest of the water to be flushed downstream of the dam. So it's a permeable dam, but it also allows the water, a certain amount of water to flow downstream freely because people downstream of the dam may still need a certain amount of water. In times, for example, of extreme rainfall, where we have large rainfalls and so on, the river upstream of the dam can become a raging torrent, a lot more water than normally will accumulate in the reservoir. That's why dams, as I said in the past, can be used for the control of the flood. In such situations, an engineer warned by a meteorologist will know that, say, in two days, we're going to have this massive rainfall. An engineer would lower the water in the dam and would wait for the raging river to come and fill the dam to the brink while allowing still a trickle of water downstream of the dam. This would ensure two things. There will be a certain volume of water that's going to be accumulated in the reservoir and only a regular small amount of water is going to be allowed downstream of the dam. So therefore, the communities located downstream of the dam will be safe. So uh, that's one of the purposes of, of the dams. And that's why the dams are very important to be used. In fact, very well built. They have to be built in an permeable way. They're not fully permeable. You have, in fact, we have small amounts of water. They're still percolating through the dam. They're being collected to pipeline system and they're being discharged downstream of the dam. But we can control that amount of water and make sure that the dam is not being breached. In the past, improper design, incorrect design of the dams have left you know, situations where the dam was fully breached either by the overtopping water because of the extreme rainfall that the engineer had been forecasting proper manner, or through problems with the, during the construction of the dam. Either the foundation or the bed of the river was incorrectly assessed by the engineers and therefore the solution to construct the dam was incorrect. Or uh, also there were situations, and that's a very famous case of a large dam in Northern Italy, where one of the banks of the valley where the reservoir, the dam was, simply slid into the dam, generated a giant wave, like a tsunami wave, that overflew the dam and, uh, and that uh, killed a few thousand people downstream of the dam. So although the dam was still in place and resisted this large wave that overtopped it, the simple fact that the water in the reservoir was at the brink, at the top of the dam, generated that overtopping flow of the dam that destroyed a large community downstream of the dam. Well, I, for one, am lucky to have engineers like yourself and people smarter than I am looking out for our safety. Dr. Nister, thank you so much for lending your time and expertise with us here today. Thank you very much. Well, dang, I didn't know dams could have so many purposes. Huh? I, I love segues <laughs> and you are batting a thousand. <laughs> 
right now. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Not just the reasons for the dams, but how their safety is of the utmost importance. And that's yeah. why it's so great to be able to talk to an engineer just to get a little bit of insight into that. Yeah, I totally agree. And I also think it's cool that um, although it wasn't talked about, I always think about with dams that we just like stole that from beavers. Like, that's cool. We just like took it. Nature's engineers. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, that is it for this episode. Big thanks again to Dr. Ewan Neister. For more resources about dams or how you can ask your dam related questions of Dr. Neister, check out the links in our show notes. For more great stories, visit gzmshows.com. Shh, it's starting. GZM Shows. Imagination Amplified.